Hello, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Music, Facts, and Figures by Mark Nacito. I am Mark Nacito, and today's podcast is not going to be about music. It's going to be about sports. I was inspired to do this uh, last month, actually, uh, due to the oh, a couple of reasons. I'll tell you why as we go along here. It's one of the first things I want to talk about in this podcast. Um, so, yeah, so let's... It's going to be about sports today, not music. So the next podcast for sure, music. I guarantee it. And I hope it's going to be a – I made a promise I would do a podcast of better editing techniques, and I hope to do that next time around. And it may take about two or three weeks for sure. Uh, a few weeks at most, two weeks you know, at least. But i got to do a PowerPoint, and i got to do – figure out like how I'm going to film it. As I mentioned, I was taking an editing class last semester in school, and – uh I like to try some editing techniques in my podcast. That way you're not seeing my straight face like this today. So uh, so my last two podcasts were not on YouTube. They were only audio. Um, and they both were not on music. One, I did one in October about Stanley Hotel. My wife and I went there for our anniversary, 10-year anniversary last summer. And uh, talking about that time, the first time I was there, which was 10 years ago, actually, believe it or not. And me and Sense of the Spirits that I am, I experienced some stuff the first time. Last time, last year, I did not really experience nothing that I noticed. However, there was a moment where I was, I felt like I was being watched at one point when I was walking the hallways. So maybe there was some there, but not enough to say, okay, I didn't see it. I can sense it, so who knows, right? Um, so yeah, today's it's gonna be about this general sports talk. That's all. Like, pretty much what I like in sports and uh, everything, and um, just in general, like my my memories of going to like games and stuff and all that stuff. Not not really about stats per se. I'm not talking about stats and all that, but I'm just talking about general like basketball. Baseball, hockey, football, you know, the teams I like and all that. So, um, and this other things. I got things to show off too. I'm not trying to brag about it, but some souvenirs I, I collected throughout the years that I want to show off in this uh in this podcast. Um hold on a second here. I lost my train of thought. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically about it um, for this podcast. I uh, speaking of sports, got my NASCAR shirt on. NASCAR today. I love NASCAR. Joy uh, Logano. I'm also a fan of Ross Chastain. My wife is a fan of Ross. So good luck, Joey. Good luck, Ross. Good luck, you know whoever wins. You know today's race in, in Atlanta. Uh, so yeah. Um, so my last, so I I did two podcasts. Last two podcasts I did were not uh, um, were only audio. The first I mentioned was uh, Stanley Hotel in October. And then one on, literally, I recorded one on Christmas Day. And it was like a short 15 minute or so one. Just about, just a touch base with everybody, like where I'm at. And it, as you know, I'm currently a part time student in college. And it's not easy getting a podcast every week like I want. However, I'm skipping a semester, holding out a semester for spring. I hope to go back for summer, if not for sure, next autumn. That's my goal. But um but yeah, I'm holding out a semester and uh just just uh um 
I got more time to do a podcast each week, but I want to kind of, because I want to do this new editing technique with my podcast if I can. It's going to be a while to get it up next time. So I got my PowerPoint to finish up, which I started initially, but didn't finish it yet. So I got the podcast I was working on in between, you know, the Stallion Hotel, the, the, uh, you know, my other podcast about miscellaneous stuff, like what's going on in my life at the moment. It was a very challenging last few months for me. And it, uh, which is the reason why I'm holding out a semester for nothing, nothing bad happened. Just I got into a, uh, had a thousand dollar car, two thousand dollar car repair that had to be done, and it kind of set us in the mind for Christmas. And uh, I uh, uh, just a lot of things happened, and I think I got to hold out semester. I can't go this semester. I mean, summer, if not for sure, fall next year. Stick to it. Keep that dream going. <laughs> it's my dream. It's not a dream. It's my goal. It's my. I, I mean, that's something I'm doing. Something that I want to do. So, you know, so yeah, it's been a challenge, but nothing serious happened. I'm getting into a no accident and just some car repairs had to be done. And, you know, but anyway, that's about it. So let's, um, if you like this podcast, please follow me on YouTube and for audio, follow me on Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts, the name of a few. And I appreciate for you guys bearing with me. And tuning in and, and supporting me. And if you like my again my YouTube channel, please hit the subscribe button and please follow me. I appreciate it. You know, if you like it, <laughs> no pressure. Okay. So it inspired me to do the sports podcast. It's a month ago, being from Colorado. I love oh uh, uh in each sport, I love each team in Colorado. I love you know the Denver Broncos, win or lose, the Colorado Rockies, win or lose. Uh, the Denver Nuggets, we know this, which are world champions, and hope they repeat this year. And the Avalanche, which are doing pretty good, and hope they go back to the Stanley Cup. And then two years ago, they were champions. Um, I was not forced to like those teams. It was my choice. But in each sport, there are two of the teams I like. But the first teams are always my Denver, my supporting teams, the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, and Rockies. So if my two of the teams are playing against each of these teams, I'm always rooting for the Broncos. You know, like, so football, I like the Broncos, Steelers, and Packers. So with the Broncos and Packers, go Broncos. Broncos and Steelers, go Broncos. Now, Packers and Steelers, I'm, I'm going to say go Packers. I think I like the Packers. I've had a close second. My dad, um, being from the, a native of Colorado, uh, I is so here. Um, he, uh, um, he became a Steeler fan in the seventies. I think what made him become a Steeler fan was the fame. The, those of you that know the history of the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, probably remember a game between the Raiders and the Steelers in the in seventy two. I believe it was. It was a playoff game. I saw highlights of the game, and it, I think the full game is online and on YouTube. If I'm right, I know the play, the famous play of that game is on YouTube for sure. Uh, the last play of the game, <laughs> and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. If you know your history of the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, again, it was a game between the Raiders and Steelers in Pittsburgh. Very boring game, very boring game. And this last play, bam, woke us, woke everybody up. <laughs> the famous immaculate reception. Terry Bradshaw through the pass, he was a tender receiver, was deflected. Franco Harris got it. 
ran it for a touchdown. And I think with the Steelers being a rival, beating the Raiders, who are a rival of the Broncos, really my dad became a Steeler fan. And my stepmom is also a Steeler fan. So I got a respect for that. He was a Steeler fan. And I kind of grew up like in the Steelers too, though. You know, I like their history and I like, you know, they're uh, just like them. And the Packers have a good history as well. We got a friend. I got a friend of mine. Well, my, a friend of my dad's actually a re, uh, retired member sheriff who worked with my dad. Uh, she's from Wisconsin originally, from Sheboygan. And she actually was at the Ice Bowl, if you know about that game. It was a 1967 playoff game, NFL championship game between the Packers and the Cowboys. And it was like minus 15 degrees in Green Bay. And she was there. And remember the last play of the game, another great game. Uh, Packers won the game by a Bart Starr touchdown. And it was like the call the ice ball. Well, she was there, and I was that made a pretty good game to experience. Cold as fuck, probably, but probably an awesome game to experience. So that's why I like the Packers too. You know, I think I think their history, you know, I think I always had an appreciation for them. And I kind of just from there became a Packer fan. But overall, it's, it's the Broncos. Win or lose. Now the Broncos, those of you who are like the Broncos. With me on the same page, I'm sure we need a quarterback. You know, Peyton Manning retired. You know, I don't think Russell Wilson's the answer. Is he the complete problem? No, he's not. But he's not as good as he intended to be. I even knew that too when he was in Seattle still. Like the last couple of years, I would see him play. It's like I'm not impressed with his play. You know, I don't I was scared when he came here. I had my doubts, but I had confidence too. Like, okay, maybe he can do something. And he really hasn't proved it for me. So you know, I I really want to see if I see a veteran quarterback come to Denver. I want to see uh, Baker Mayfield, May, Baker Mayfield come here. By far, I'd love to see him here. I'd love to see him. Now I want to I want to talk about so. Go back again. That's I I just want to explain why I like three teams in each sport for. You know, like basketball was was not really a. Uh, it was my choice. You know, hockey was my choice. And baseball was my choice. So, what inspired me to do this podcast now? I'm going to go go on topic now. Was uh, Last month, we, uh, the Colorado Rockies inducted a Hall of Famer into the Hall of Fame, a player in the Hall of Fame. A second Rocky to be in the Hall of Fame. The first one was a free agent. He was with the Montreal Expos, who are now the Washington Senators, I believe. Um, they were called the they were the Expos throughout the '80s and '90s, even the '70s for that matter. Uh, they moved to I think they moved to Washington, became the Senators. Um, but his name is Larry Walker. He came to Colorado in the '90s, won MVP one year. I remember that playing the state. That was awesome. Elected the Hall of Fame, I believe it was in 2019, 18. I don't remember, but he was elected the Hall. He was the first Rocky to be elected to the Hall of Fame. So a month ago, uh, they did a Hall of Fame announcement. Um, Todd Helton, our first baseman we had, he played here for 17 years, war number 17. His whole again, his whole career, he was a Rocky. Great player, deserved it by far. Congratulations, Todd, you deserve this. Um, people think that he's not a great player, but if you look at his stats, he really is. If you think about it. And I heard some sports talk on the radio. 
that uh, they think, oh, maybe he's not that good enough. I saw him play, and believe me, I think he was excellent, and he deserved that by far. And there's those East Coast biased sports writers who say, oh, he doesn't deserve it. Colorado sports is, you know, a bust. You know, we get always get Colorado sports have felt like always gotten disrespected. And it's by the East Coast ESPN sports writers. Even though one of my favorite sports writers is from the East Coast. I like him. I believe what he says all the time. No, I don't, but I like what he I like some of the stuff that he talks about. And that's Stephen A. Smith. I respect him 100 percent Now, I'm not gonna quote this because I'm not certain of the story. But a sports talk show in Denver here, on our logo sports station, talked about Todd Hilton's stats. And it was on a show called The Drive, an afternoon show, uh, a weekday afternoon show between uh, 2 o'clock p.m. to uh, 5 p.m. No, 6 p.m., excuse me. Uh, Monday through Friday. It's by hosted by a guy named Zach By and another guy who played for the Broncos for a year or two. Is a native of Colorado, actually. He doesn't play ball anymore. I think he had an injury that played him. Um, but um, great player, I thought. Played for CU, University of Colorado. Um, with the, I think he grew up in Colorado, went to high school in Colorado. His name is Philip Lindsay. He's also the host of this radio show. Um, I think it was Zach by that said it. I'm not sure. Quote me if he's if he's if Zach, if you're by chance listening to this, don't quote me. I swear I heard this. I swore I heard you say this. I'm just gonna repeat it. But I think he said something like Todd Hilton's road record was better than his home record. So you can't really blame the altitude in Denver in Colorado for Todd Todd Hilton's stats. So think about it. Congrats, Todd. You deserve that by far. Uh, This past month earlier, uh, before the Super Bowl, actually, two weeks ago, a Denver Bronco was elected to the Hall of Fame finally after all these years. Randy Gratishar, part of the original Orange Crush from 1977. That's the year I was born. Uh, long-awaited, well-deserved Hall of Fame, finally. Randy Gratishar, congrats, Randy. He deserved it by far. Again, a lot of East Coast sports writers are going to say, he doesn't deserve it, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to hear it. He deserves it by far. I swear I saw some Facebook comments about Todd Helton. Going back to Todd Helton's uh, Hall of Fame induction. People said, well, if Todd Helton's in the Hall of Fame, Pete Rose deserves it. By far, Pete Rose does deserve the Hall of Fame. Despite what he did wrong. He knew he did wrong. He knew damn well he did wrong. But I believe in forgiving and forgetting. And I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Too. That's my opinion. And I'm sticking to it. But congrats, Todd Helton of the Colorado Rockies, and congrats, Randy Granishar of the Denver Broncos. Both players played for each of their teams throughout their career. And they love the game, too, by far. Uh, okay, I want to start with basketball here. My teams in basketball are the Denver Nuggets, obviously, Chicago Bulls, and Boston Celtics. Growing up in the 80s, I had a passion for our Nuggets. We had a we had fairly solid teams back then. You know, we had players like Danny Shays, Michael Adams, uh, 
Alex English, you know, these were solid players, I thought. And Danny made the playoffs a few times, but then really, you know, we always lost the, in the rounds, in the playoffs. They were very solid. Yeah, we, we had a pretty solid coach named Doug Mo. I liked him a lot. Um, you can see how much I want to say about that. But I, uh, I think the Nuggets were always had a fairly solid team. I think right now their team right now is top notch. If you ask me, Jokic, Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, yeah. Uh, my first professional sporting event was a Nuggets game at the old Nuggets Arena. If I never really know what I'm talking about by that. And I think it was a game between the. I think it was against the Dallas Mavericks one, right? It was in 1988. Just. I think it was like, I think I remember the day too. It was literally two days before Christmas. So December 23rd, 1988. My first professional sporting event. A Nuggets game. That was fun to watch. Um, My last Nuggets game was a couple years ago with my wife. We went like, uh, maybe more than a couple years ago. 2015, I want to say. 16? No, 2014. 2014, I remember that. Yeah, we had pretty good seats for that game. We, uh, um, I don't remember who it was against, but they think they, they think I won too, so that was pretty, pretty good. But yeah, I, I, uh, I actually went to a Nuggets game in 2003 with an ex girlfriend of mine. Sorry, Stacy, my wife. But, uh, we had pretty good seats for that game too. We sat like literally behind the, Behind the like bat in the net, actually, I remember um there was a moment they were playing a song. It was like a, time, it was like a timeout call, and they're playing a song, and uh, they uh um people were like dancing and you know stuff. And um, I got up and started dancing, not really knowing about it. There was a camera on me as, as I was dancing, and this girl I was with at the time was laughing. I'm like, it's so funny. It's like pointing at the screen on top. I'm like, I'm like, that's not me. It's like, yes, it is. I'm like, oh shoot. <laughs> I saw I saw her on the on the big screen. I'm like, oh great. <laughs> so I sat down real fast. I'm like, nope, I'm done. So I was kind of fun in a way, being on being on the screen, acting like a fool. Um but I'm I think like I said, I think this Nuggets team we had this year, last year, are top notch. I hope we repeat. I'm not seeing. I don't think we have the same like confidence we had last year because of injuries and, of course, trades and stuff. So I think if we focus, you know, I know you can't win every game, and I understand that 100. percent But uh, I hope we can maybe repeat. I want to see a repeat happen. Can we do it? Yes, we can. And I believe Jokic is going to be the MVP. I hope. A solid player. Uh, baseball. I always loved baseball. Um, as a kid, we never had a professional team in Colorado until '93. So my teams in baseball, I told you, are the Rockies, just one. Number two is the New York Yankees, and three is the Chicago Cubs. I uh, so my first rock, so my first Rockets game was the inaugural season. I remember that playing this game, and then I went to it. My mom didn't want to go, so we got two tickets for it. But I remember sitting there. My dad had to go to the restroom or something. We're getting something at the concessions. I sat in this my seat, just looking around the stadium, thinking, "Finally, 
professional baseball. I mean, it's so historic. Every, every sport is historic to the, to, you know, but some of baseball, that's America's pastime, they call it. I truly believe it is America's pastime. And just sitting there, experiencing that stadium and that, that day was like, this is awesome. <laughs> um, I remember who it was against. I think it was against the X, but they ordered it. Like the team that was the Expos that became the uh, Washington Senators. And the Rockies won, I remember. That was a fun experience. Um, before we had the Rockies, we actually we had a minor league team called the Denver Zephyrs. We had a team called the Denver Bears initially, which were the, were the farm team for the Expos. Um, then I think they disbanded or they became the Zephyrs. I can't remember. I mean, the Zephyrs were the farm team for the Brewers. And I believe the Zephyrs moved to New Orleans from right. I don't know they're even still there for that matter. But uh, I think the last year they were in Denver, they won the, they won the, the minor league World Series. That was pretty awesome. But I remember as a kid going to old Zephyrs games at the old Mile High Stadium. And uh, they were fun to watch. I remember one game I went to, I was, we were sitting along the third baseline. And uh, at the time, the mayor of Colorado from Denver was there. And that was pretty cool. That was almost an honor for me because I was a kid. And now if I see a mayor of Colorado, I'm like, oh, cool, awesome. But as a kid, it was a big deal. I'm like, that's a mayor of Denver. Sitting two rows in front of us. And at the time, the mayor was uh, Frederico Pena, if you know who I'm talking about. If you're from Denver, you know who I mean. But he was sitting literally two rows in front of me, him and his wife. So as a kid, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> but I actually love old firework games. And uh, I really uh, I had a passion for that. Like, we'd go to old Zephyr games and It'd be like a fireworks show afterwards. Send there and just watch the fireworks. It was pretty cool to watch. But yeah, I remember that was before we had the Rockies. Then the Rockies came in 93. And that's when I went to my first game. And I went to my second game that same year. I believe it was against the Mets. The second game I went to of the Rockies. And I think what happened in that game, that was historical in a lot of ways. Because we actually, I think it was because of the hype of having a team in Colorado finally. We broke a record for attendance, and that was that exact game I went to. That was part of that history of us, of the Rockies breaking the record of the attendance. But I was kind of honored being there for that. And this was at the old Mile High Stadium still. I think it was like there for like two years until Coors Field was finally finished and built. I've been to a few games before at Coors Field. I love going to night games. They're fun. Some of them, that's fun. I went to one night game. We sat literally center field. I remember um, the Rockies hit a home run in that game, and it was literally coming in our section. And I'm like, here we go, here we go. I'm like trying to watch the ball. I'm like, where's the ball at? Where's the ball at? My oh, luck hit me right in the freaking head. I'm like, I can't see it. And I saw it finally land. It was a couple of rows in front of us. Thank God it wasn't me, but but yeah, that was that was kind of like I can't see the ball. Where is it? Where is it? Boink. Right there. There it is. Okay. <laughs> um, the last baseball game I went to was actually in Arizona two years ago. Spring spring training, to be exact. That was fun to go to. It was against the Cubs and Padres. So initially, my wife and I went to Arizona to visit my wife, her sister, who lives in Scottsdale. 
I love I love Arizona. I want to move there. <laughs> mm-hmm. if, if, if I had the money for it, I would love to have a house and like a winter house in Arizona and a summer house in Minnesota. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> um, we were, we were going to go to a Rockies game. Actually, but they were too expensive, so we trying to find them. What was cheaper, you know? So we went to a Cubs game, and I'm like, oh, awesome. I'm a Cubs fan, too, so that's a bonus for me. It was a Cubs and Padres. It was, a, it was two years ago. It was, a, it was a spring training game. That was kind of fun seeing that in the spring training field. Because I always wanted to go to a spring training game, whether it be in Florida or Arizona. So it was pretty cool to see that. And literally someone caught a ball, and they covered rows in front of me. And being, not being as packed as, as Coors Field was in that one game, where I was sitting in center field. Uh, I was sitting along first baseline, and the ball literally went foul when the crowd literally two rows in front of me. It wasn't a packed crowd, so I could literally see the ball. I'm like, oh, she's going to get it. <laughs> she got it. It was some lady, a couple of rows in front of us. So that was, I think spring training baseball is always fun to watch. So moving on. Next sport, hockey. I never really watched hockey as a kid, even though I would love to, but I never saw it on TV until I was in high school. ESPN was finally carrying games, and I'm like, finally. And when I saw it for the first time on TV, I was hooked. And the Avalanche became a new team. We're, we're an inaugural team, an inaugural year. They weren't actually a, a new team in general. They've they had they were a team previously in Quebec, called Quebec Nordiques, and uh, they came to Colorado in '95. And that was the that was actually a, a great season for the Avalanche. That was the first championship Denver got. Colorado ever got. It was the Avalanche beating the Florida Panthers in a selling cup. And that last game against the Panthers went to three overtimes. I remember that. Oh my God, zero zero! Finally, one of our players, boom, goal! Finally, won. Like, yeah, I was excited. Our first championship in Denver. Finally, the Colorado Avalanche finally did something for us. I went to a few games that first season. The first game I went to was actually, if you know your history of hockey. It was Patrick Wall's first game as an avalanche. So, and we sat behind, kind of like maybe like behind left side of the goal or right side, depending on where you're looking. Uh, right, probably right side per se, because no, left, I don't know. Left side. Um, Like, like, uh, I'm trying to remember this. Kind of thing. So, well, depending on where you're looking at, then they like when you you're the goalie, you're like in, your left hand is literally on the side I was sitting on. Oh, no, no, the right side, the right side. My bad, I can't remember now. I'm just trying to picture it because I remember being in that game and being Pedrick Wall's first game, but I remember, I'm trying to remember, I'm almost picture where I sat at. So, I'm not saying it's behind his right shoulder. Over there on top. It's kind of cool to see. Well, and we won the first game. 
that was pretty cool experience. Uh, my mom passed away in 98. And my dad and I went to a game. I think it was in 98-99 season. We went to a Avalanche game. And we sat ringside. And uh, we heard this loud boo, boo, you know, in the crowd. And it was like random. I'm like, what? what's going on? I mean, we're, we're looking in the direction where it's coming from. And there was two guys walking up the steps. Can't tell who it was. And this was the day before the Broncos were playing uh, the Jets in the AFC Championship. It was always last game in Denver. But the Broncos won, and we had Super Bowl 33 against the Falcons and won. The two guys walking up the steps was the quarterback from the Jets at that time, Vinny Testaverde, and the receiver, which I can't remember his name. So well, that was kind of cool in a way, seeing them from a distance. Uh, but yeah, I think the Avalanche are pretty solid as well this year. I think they have a good chance getting the cup again. I think McKinnon's going to be MVP. I hope he does get it. He's very humble of a player. You know? And I love him for that. I love I love people who are humble. You know? I mean, play the win, but be humble as well. You know? Uh, football, you know, well, we're going back to hockey. I want to mention my teams in hockey. Uh, the Avalanche, of course. And uh, number two, well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to say whatever. The Chicago Blackhawks and uh, the Montreal Canadiens are my three teams in hockey. Football, again, my teams are the Broncos, Steelers, and Packers. Uh, the Broncos need help big time. Uh, I remember my first ball game. It was actually in 1989 at the old Mile High Stadium. We sat in the old South Stands in that game. Those of you who are from Denver, who has been in the old Mile High Stadium, know what I'm talking about when I say South Stands. The loudest stands in the stadium, possibly. And then it was against the Seattle Seahawks. It was when Seattle was still in the AFC West. And this is when the Broncos went to the Super Bowl that year and lost to the 49ers. Um, I was pretty honored to see that because that, that game, those of you who are Seahawks fans know your history. Steve Largent, wide receiver for the Seahawks, announced his retirement at that game. Kind of right there, too, by the end zone, by the South Sands end zone. So it was kind of cool seeing him announce it right there. Steve Largent, Hall of Famer, by far. So that was my first game I went to was against the Seahawks. The Broncos won. I remember the score was 41 to 14. That's it. Uh, number uh, next game I went to was a game two years later in 91. And uh, that was a pretty awesome experience. I'll explain it to you right now. At the time, this is when AFC was playing on NBC. And NFC was playing on CBS. And if you're an NFC team and you were playing in the AFC stadium, then you'd be on CBS. So this was against the Bears, an NFC team. So I was on CBS. My dad won tickets at a gas station in the contest. And uh, well, at the time, the quarterback for the Bears was Jim Harbaugh. And again, CBS was doing the game. And my dad and I sat literally two rows in front of the Broncos bench. 
and I'm just cool about that in a number of ways. Was one, there's John Elway warming up, literally in front of me. John Elway, right there, warming up, throwing those balls, you know, doing whatever, and getting his arm ready. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> Behind me, the booth where the announcers were at. If you know your history, and I keep saying that because I'm older than some people probably listen to this. And if you know your history and know who was on CBS at the time, the announcers that were there were legendary John Madden and Pat Summerall. There's John Madden literally interacting with the crowd. I'm like, John Madden! John Madden's right there. <laughs> that was a big deal for me. <laughs> I look back later on and see Pat Summerall. You know, I mean, that's Pat Summerall. And uh, I was actually on TV in one play. It was a play that when I think Elway scrambled for the ball and got a first down, and, and they're like, "Yeah, cheering, whatever." You know, and I was that's pretty cool. I think that's another fun experience for that. If again, if you know your history, I keep saying that because being older, if you know your Broncos history and they've been to a game. You might know someone in the fanatics that go there. They used to go there. He was a leprechaun kind of guy. But he kind of sat next to me and we started chit-chatting a little bit. It was pretty fun. So, yeah. Um, again, the Broncos lost that game, but it's still a cool experience. Um, I'm in a couple other games. Another game I want to mention was against the Patriots in 2005. And that was when Jake Plummer was a quarterback for the Broncos. And, of course, Tom Brady was a quarterback for the Pats. And Bill Belichick was the coach. Um, I went with a friend of mine. And we sat literally like, uh, this is, a, this is a, in, the new, in the newest stadium. Actually, in the new one that's currently up that was built. And that opened in 2001. Um, this, uh, this was literally like, uh, not too high, but probably like in the first like section of bleachers. Not like on the bottom, but like in that first like section. And like we were sitting like kind of like on the north end zone, west side. So that was pretty cool. I mean, I'm not a Brady fan or a Belichick fan, but it was still cool. You know, hey, they're playing awesome. And that was the same season we played them in the playoffs that year, and we won. And that was when the a playoff game when Chad Bailey intercepted the pass man, for a touchdown. Um, then we went on the AFC Championship and lost to Pittsburgh. <laughs> so Pittsburgh went to the Super Bowl against uh, the Seahawks 2005-2006 season. But the atmosphere of that game was awesome. I remember everybody was high-fiving each other Like when, when we got there and we left. People were Talking, interacting with us, it was awesome. You know. Uh, going back to history now with the Broncos, my dad actually went to a game with my aunt, my mom's sister. Uh, the Santa South Sands, apparently, and it was a 77 AFC championship game between, between the Raiders and the Broncos. The Broncos won, went on the Super Bowl 12, the first Super Bowl, and lost to the Cowboys. The Cowboys were the better team, honestly. And I'm not a Cowboy fan, but they were very dominant in those years. Starback, a quarterback, 
They were a very dominant team. And their coach, Tom Landry, bad at all. A great defense, the doomsday defense. We had a good defense too, the Orange Crutch defense, but not as good as the Cowboys, apparently. Um, there was one touchdown that I think we got hose on. There was a Cowboys touchdown that Butch Johnson caught. I think they reviewed it, and it might have been caught. I don't know the whole deal of that review, but some people think that that shouldn't have been a touchdown. Either way, it would have still lost. Didn't matter. We never know, but but uh, but yeah, my parent, my my dad, and my mom's sister, my aunt was there. That seventy-seven. AFC Championship game between the Raiders and the Broncos. So that was pretty. That would be a cool experience to see. First time making history, the first time doing this, winning. The first time a Denver professional team went to a championship game like that. I know of. So that's all I have in each sport in general. I mean, there are many great games in the history of sports, and I think football has the most that I know of. I mean, I experienced great games of the Broncos. I, you know, I, uh, you know, I can name you a number of great games. You know, the drive in '86 against the Browns, that was great. Even the next year against the Browns, they had the championship game '87. They had the championship game. We beat them again. The fumble they caught. The Browns were close in the end zone driving. Pump the ball. We recovered it. Went on to win. Going to Super Bowl 22 and lost crazy to the Redskins. 42 to 10. Or now they're called the Commanders, but they were called the Redskins at that time. Um, Those were great games. Uh, Super Bowl 25 was a great game. I mean, there's many Super Bowls I can say that are great. The uh, Super Bowl 10. Uh, it was great. Steers and Cowboys, the famous catch that Lynn Swan made. Uh, uh, I can name it. AFC playoff game between the Colts and Raiders. The Raiders won the game. It was called Ghost to the Post. Dave Casper catching that pass over his shoulder. I think that's what it was, if I'm right. I can't remember the exact play that it was referred to, but that was a great game. Despite the Raiders winning, <laughs> another great game. It was in the early 70s between the Dolphins and the Chiefs. It was considered as the longest game ever. And I'm going to look it up right now as we talk. I'm going to explain to you how long that game was. So, uh, how long as it still holds a record as the longest game ever. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, how long was the. Uh, should have this prepared beforehand. The longest game in info history, this is from Professor Google. The longest game in info history took place on Christmas Day in 1971. The Miami Dolphins defeated the Kansas City Chiefs 27-24 in the AFC Divisional game. The game lasted 82 minutes and 40 seconds. So, like in playtime, not like, because, you know, obviously there's timeouts, commercials, and all that. But playtime, 82 minutes and 40 seconds. That's a long-ass game. <laughs> that great game. Dolphins won. That's a bonus. 
What a great game. Uh, the greatest game I think ever is not one of the Brooklyn games, but it's uh, it's uh, it was a playoff game in '81 between the Dolphins and Chargers. Even though I won the Dolphins win that game, they lost. But that game was so close and went to overtime. It was just an awesome game. It's on YouTube. I watched it and I thought, wow, <laughs> amazing. It's crazy. Now I'm gonna look it up right now, the score the score box. And I'm gonna explain the score box to you, okay? Again, Chargers won in overtime, and I gotta give credit to Kellen Winslow, man. Um he was playing with Hita Joshin. He had a pinched nerve. The guy played out like it was nobody's, like it was his last game. Now, in my humble opinion, today, a player will not do that. They're just going to push out. I'm sorry to say that, but that's my honest opinion. So, I'm going to look it up right now in the score box for you over that game. Where's my internet now? Oh, there it is. I'm going too fast here because I'm kind of. Hey. You ready for the score box? Uh, 19. Dolphins Chargers score box. There it is. They caught an epic of Miami. So the first quarter, San Diego 24, Miami 0. Halftime. San Diego 24, Miami 17. Uh, third, other the third quarter, it was uh, uh, sorry, it was tied 31. Again, in the fourth quarter, 38 38 all, and overtime, Chargers win it by a field goal, 41 to 38. Brian Gumbel was on the game as a sideline commentator. He said in the game that if you don't think this game was great and you don't like football, and it was, it went to me, it was, a, it was the greatest game ever. It is considered as one of the greatest games, and it wouldn't be considered as still as one of the greatest games, in my opinion. But to me, it was, it was the greatest game, I think, ever. And I was like four at the time, so I was too young to have watched it or remembered it. So. I mean, by watching now on YouTube, and I, I think this game is awesome. At first, it was like kind of boring. It was like, well, this is a one way game, but it, as you watch it, it's like, God, this is exciting, you know? You know, 1958 championship game between the Colts and the Giants was awesome, too. It was the first game to go in overtime. The Colts won. Johnny Unitas hit off to Alan Amici. So that was awesome to see that. Uh, another great game the Broncos played was a playoff game between the Oilers, the old Houston Oilers, which are now the Tennessee Titans, and the uh, the Broncos. It was here. It was at the old Mile High Stadium, and it was it was a playoff game between. It was a playoff game, and it was a drive part two. We it didn't go in overtime, but we won by a field goal. We won the field, won up by a field goal. And that game was that was a fun day too. I remember playing this day when that game was going on. I didn't. I was in the backyard. I tossed the ball around. I was gonna go inside and watch the game with my mom and dad. 
we had plans to go out for dinner that night. And I was, I was I was in the backyard tossing the ball around, whatever. And I had a friend walk by my my fence and Mark, let's go to the park for a little bit. So we went to the park. I turned on my radio listening to the game. I didn't bring my radio, so I uh went to the park with my friends, played catch for a little bit for an hour or two, came back, watched the ending of the game, my dad, the rest of the game, my dad, my mom, and uh watched that drive at the end of the game. Bam, boom, field goal. By David Treadwell. That was a great game. And then the night we went out for dinner with my parents tonight. And then we went to a restaurant. Um that was over there by the old if you're from Denver, you know what I'm talking about. Uh that was off of Sheridan over there, my Sloan's Lake. And that's you can only see the old mile high from there. And the lights were on out of the game. So I would like meeting him at dinner and I would look out the window. I'm like, well, that's cool. Kinda wish I was there. You know? Even Super Bowl 32 against the Packers and Broncos, the Broncos' first ever Super Bowl win. Finally, we got it. That was a great game. It went down the wire, and it was just. My dad was so nervous, he had to leave the house for a minute. My mom and I are there watching it, cheering, yelling, screaming. We won it. Fireworks go off. People are yelling outside, honking their horns. My dad's talking to him, supposedly honking his horn when he was out and about. Came home. Great game. Great time, too. I think the best Bronco team I think I experienced. I think each team that went to the Super Bowl were great. The best one I think we had was the 98 team when we played against the Falcons. Always last season. Trail Davis running back got the MVP that year. That was, I think, the best year we had. Number two might be 97. Or I might be going on a limb and saying this, even though we went to the AFC Championship but, but lost. It was still a great season, I thought. 2005. But then we didn't go to the Super Bowl. I'm talking about each Super Bowl team in general, not like each team that went to the playoffs. Uh, but I think as far as each team that went to the Super Bowl, the 98 team was the best that I experienced. Number two, probably 97, 386, 487, 5, uh, 89. And I was a born, no, probably 77. I don't know. I was, I was born in 77, so I didn't really watch the 77 team except on film. They were pretty solid, so I would place them at a close third or even a fourth. Um, so now I want to show off the souvenirs I got. This is going to be my last part of this podcast here. Um, this is a... I used to collect cards. Baseball, football, basketball, hockey. I like I mean, five bucks worth, worth... Five notebooks worth of cards as a kid growing up. So it was... I got rid of them, unfortunately. I sold them. But... Yes, I had a good collection of cards. But now I have a couple of cards now. Not a whole lot, but this is a few of them I have in my collection currently. This guy became a Rocky. He played for the old Expos. This is his rookie card. On this Gralaraga. 
see that. They call him the big cat. Great player. Is he a, I'm not sure if he's a Hall of Famer or not. If he is, consider him as one of the first Rockies to be in the Hall of Fame. The glare is kind of bothering me. Here's a Cowboy. Now, as I mentioned earlier, they were, the, the Cowboys were a very solid team in the 70s and 60s. And even in the 80s, for that matter, they had a fairly solid team. But I think um, I think when they won those Super Bowls in the 90s, too, they were pretty solid. Even though I wasn't a fan. But I liked I liked their coach, Jimmy Johnson. I liked Troy Aikman. I liked Emmett Smith. And I liked uh, um, Michael Irvin. That was about it. This was a fan of the team in general. This is a Conway player. His rookie card from 77. 20 yard set. He came to the Broncos in 88. Wasn't very good with us. Another rookie card here. A guy, I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame or not, but he deserves it by far. Ryan Sam, Ryan Sandberg. Cubs. Let's see that. This next card. So, if you know about the USFL League in football, it started, there was actually a USFL league in the 80s. Um, and uh, they, uh, there was a team in Denver at the time called Denver Gold. They weren't that good, honestly. But there was a team called the Texas. So was it Texas? Or no, no. Ten, uh, team called Showboat at the time. I think they were from... Tennessee? I'll never know. But this is a rookie card from the USFL back in the 80s. Reggie White. The Minister of Defense. Licensed Minister. Reggie White. He was a great player. Played for the Eagles and Packers in the NFL. Of course, I have this one. I remember I got this in 94 when he was still playing. I was 17. John Elway, rookie. See that? It's giving me a bad glare. I don't like the glare it's giving me. Thanks. It's all right. Another rookie card here. Supposedly, this is legit. It's signed too. Uh, it's called, I think it was through Tops Signature Rookies. And this is Trail Davis. You can see the autograph. Played for the University of Georgia, one of my favorite schools. Hockey here now. Played for the Avalanche. This is him when he was with the Nordiques, which became the Avalanche. The rookie card, Joe Sackick. Great hockey player. Uh, this is not a rookie card. This is a second-year card. Jim Brown, one of the greatest fullbacks ever. My mother grew up in Cleveland, Cleveland Heights to be exact. Had season tickets to the Browns, the Cleveland Browns season tickets. Grew up watching number 32, Jim Brown. A couple pictures here. This is one that's signed by Champ Bailey. Was a Redskin or Commander, whatever you want to call him. And a Bronco. Solid player. 
This player, I like a lot. People don't like him. I thought he was good in his own way. I also like him because he's of his faith as well. I wish he was a bit more consistent, but he was when he was solid, he was solid, believe me. In his own style. Tim Tebow. Old school baseball players here. Wally Mays. Roberto Clemente. Uh, football now. Gail Sears. And hockey, the Blackhawks player is Bobby Hall. I got some magazines in my collection too. This one's from 1946. It's a picture of uh, Tom Harmon and his wife. Nineteen forty-six sport magazine. Another sport magazine. This is from nineteen forty-seven. Manager. Uh, well, I can go back. We can go back to the seven one. I like these ads in the back. This is for Preston, as you can see. Yeah, I saw that off too. The ads. Um, another sport magazine. This is a picture of. Brooklyn Dodgers, Brooklyn Dodgers manager, Leo DeRozan. 1947. And the ad is PBR. Paps Blue Ribbon. One of my greatest beers, I think. Another sport magazine. This was the year the Colts again meet the Giants in the, in the NFL Championship. The first game to go in overtime. This is a this on this cover is John Unitas from nineteen fifty eight, and this is the ad. Cigarette company, Lucky Strike, kind of struck the ad. And this one here, to me, it's always an honor to get. It's always a big deal. The Super Bowl Sports or uh, Illustrated win, like the cover, like like the because obviously you got each each issue of Sports Illustrated, they're going to have the cover of the winning Super Bowl game. This was actually the first Super Bowl, right here, from 66, 66 January twenty eighth, no, January twenty third, nineteen sixty seven. So, yeah, so this is. I got these pictures of magazine at a sports store called a, um, Bill's Sports Collectibles. It's in Denver, Colorado. If you're a big sports memorabilia buff, if you're living in Denver and never been there before, or even want to visit Denver and love sports memorabilia, I recommend checking out Bill's Sports Collectibles. It's over there on South Evans. I can't give you the exact address right now. But I'm just, if you're ever in town, look it up. Bill's Sports Collectibles. I had a friend of mine that gave me a few of these pictures, but I uh I got some of these that that Bill Sports Collectibles and I even got these magazines there. And this is the very first Super Bowl, the Chiefs and Packers. Packers won 3510. It's Max McGee. There's an ad for Marlboro cigarettes.
<clears throat> Excuse me. This year was the first magazine I purchased at Bill Sports Collectibles. And uh, I was at, I mean, this is the one I was in initially after. There was a couple other ones I saw that I really wanted, but they were probably very expensive as heck. One was, to me, the greatest sports event ever, which was Miracle on Ice. 1980, U.S. Olympic team beating Russia in Lake Placid. And that was a game for the gold medal game. They went on to win the gold medal that year. That was pretty awesome. But that one was there. Another one was there, too. Um, it was uh, the Michael Jordan, James Verde one, when they won the NCAA championship in North Carolina. This is the one I was initially after. When I was going, when I, this is the first time I was at Bale's Sports Collectibles. I'm there going through the magazines. There's a section in the back where magazines was were, were there. They were in boxes and stuff, and they were in order by year, from oldest to newest, or most current, whatever, what they had in their collection. I wish I had it at the time, but never did. I feel dumb by not getting it. This is a it was the, yeah. I'm there. I'm going. I'm going through the boxes, and I'm. I picked one out. It was like a. It was like a photograph of a baseball game. It was from the fifties, and there was a picture of Eddie Matthews who played for the old Milwaukee Braves during the Hank Aaron years when he was there. Um, Eddie Matthews. He was batting, and I think they show him batting the ball or something like that. And it was along third baseline. We can see the photograph being taken out of Sports Illustrated. I'm holding it in my hand. At the time, not knowing it, it was the very first issue of Sports Illustrated. I'm like, what a freaking dumbass. I should have got it when I had a chance. But I didn't. I got this right here. November 8th, 1982. John Elway's first cover when he was with Stanford. Mom's away. The ad in the back for uh, whiskey. Never heard of it before. I remember it though. I got some pictures here in the frame that I want to show off. This one here is our sign. Muhammad Ali. I think I got that in Vegas one year. Hey, I'm coming in a hurry here. Bring out battery power. This one's signed by a Hall of Famer of the Broncos, Floyd Little. One of the great running backs we had. I remember when he, I he went to Syracuse in college, and that was kind of crazy because they had, they had three runners back to back to back that were amazing. Jim Brown, Ernie Holmes, and Floyd Little. Back to back to back. So I was pretty that was pretty cool for Syracuse, University of Syracuse. <laughs> and this one here is autograph. One of my favorite players of all time. I never saw him play initially because I was very I wasn't even born yet. I think he served in the Navy if I'm right too in World War II. Bob Feller hits for the Indians. But see him on film and he was amazing. Autographed. Can we get supposedly it's the minute? Bob Filler. Read what it says on there. 
And this last but not least, I got a little I got an autographed baseball, which I mentioned before in a podcast. Um this is actually the first picture to perfect pitch a perfect game in the World Series, and it still holds today that record. Don Larson, the Yankees. Autograph two and supposedly dated. Got it in Vegas one year. That's it. That's all I have for this podcast. Um, but anyway, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Thanks for bearing with me as well. And my next podcast will be about music for sure. I'm still in 1967 in my, in my, uh, in my series. Um, it's going to be about the Monterey Pop Festival, which took place in June of 67. Um, anyway, I better hurry up and end this as soon as possible here. So bear with me. I'll be in a few weeks. Um, I'm not going to say when for sure. I said three weeks the most, so hopefully I do do that. Uh, for now, take care of yourself. God bless. Enjoy your week. And stay safe. And if you're liking me again, follow me on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. And follow me on apps such as iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Thank you. Have a great, great one. And goodbye.